is all around, no need to waste it You can have the time, why don't you take it? You're gonna make it after all So here I am with Ed Asner, a real icon in, in entertainment. It's really cool to talk to you. I know you to you, Buster. <laughs> so you're still a really busy man. You have a lot of stuff going on. You got a show coming to Netflix, and you have a play, God Help Us. Can you uh, tell us about God Help Us? Well, it's um, like I uh, came to Earth and decided to hear out these these two yo-yos who had once been lovers uh, were, were now separated due to extreme differences in political opinion. Mm -hmm. So they argue their cases in front of me, and I pass judgment on each one as it comes along. Mm -hmm. So it's very funny, and the audiences have loved it. Yeah, very topical. Um, I'm also touring with a, a man and his prostate. <laughs> that's a play. That's not just the, a guy and his prostate. No, it's just one guy. Okay. All right. And so and, um, I talked to the people in the audience mm -hmm. from uh, my own experiences as the playwright experienced it. And um, he wrote a very funny play. What's that? What's it like to be a one-man play? Because then it's uh, you know, it's all you. So, I assume it's it's. You don't good. have to worry about bo on the other people. <laughs> right. You don't need to mind. You don't need to worry about your own either. Well, you're getting personal now, Buster. <laughs> so you said uh, a man in his prostate. Is that your story, or is it the story of uh, the writer? It's the story of Ed Weinberger who was a producer-writer on the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Mm -hmm. so and went on to Taxi and uh, Mr. President and a whole bunch of others. Amen. Yeah, yeah so worked, amen, yeah. You've worked with him for a long time. Yeah. We put out a book together last year. Yeah. So what's it like to work with somebody for, you know, over so many decades? You just have, like, a natural uh, chemistry with them? Natural loathing. <laughs> uh -huh. But I overcome it as long as we can do some work together. Mm -hmm. And we get it done. Yeah. So with uh, God help us, I don't know if you want to give too much away, but does it take a side, uh, left or right? No. He keeps saying, why can't you compromise? Why can't you compromise? And finally, I create a situation at the end whereby I have them walk in each other's shoes. Mm -hmm. So the fascist becomes a liberal, and the liberal becomes a fascist. Right. So have you ever seen a time where the country is so divided politically? No! Yeah, it's uh, it's bad because people who are friends have uh, become enemies, or you know, p people have lost fr real friendships over uh, politics in the last few years. Well, where am I? Where am I uh, uh, podcasting? What 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 neighborhood? Oh, this will be uh, uh, heard worldwide. I'm in Massachusetts. Uh huh. Well, you don't have that many Republicans there, do you? No, it's a. I, I live in a very liberal place. I'm on Cape Cod in Massachusetts. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, God bless you and your luck. Thank you. It, and I'm in weird, California, though. in Los Angeles, and I'm surrounded by non-Republicans here. Mm -hmm. If only is... the world would be like that. <laughs> I agree with you. It is very strange because people like I've known online for a long time over the last couple of years, you see a different side of them that I, I didn't really being uh, in a liberal area. I'm kind of uh, I kind of think that people everyone thinks that way. But then you do see there are people that think uh, quite differently. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. It, um, it, it causes me to fear a future civil war. Mm -hmm. 
So that's he this keeps, is up. Uh, mm-hmm. Stumbling into appeasing the right wingers. Yeah, the world's really changed just the just in the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, how about Dead to Me coming to Netflix? Uh, what what, what that? is that about? Well, what's Dead to Me about on Netflix? Coming to Netflix. What's your role on it? Well, I'm uh, I'm uh, like the Bo Brummel of the senior citizens' home. Uh huh. I'm the cherished meat pie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if you look at me, you can understand why. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I'm, I, I agree, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I know Will Farrell is involved in writing it, and you worked with him before. Uh, what's your relationship like with Will Farrell? I think he's brilliant. I think he's a brilliant performer, mm-hmm. and um, Elf became the most delightful Christmas movie because of him. Mm-hmm. It really you agree? I agree 100% because, uh, right. you know, when I was growing up, there's a lot of Christmas movies, but they all uh, came before I grew up. There wasn't too many, like, uh, modern ones that, that I think would catch on, and Elf is one I think is great, and I think it'll be, uh, you know, a modern Christmas movie, but it'll uh, stand the test of time, and I think it's you know, become a classic that people watch for decades. Oh, I think so. Now, before all we had was Miracle on 34th Street. Mm-hmm. And I got so tired of Edmund Gwen. <laughs> and to, uh, uh, to, to, um, to do a Santa Claus with balls. This <laughs> right. delights me. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what was that experience like to, to portray Santa Claus? I just said it. <laughs> Very good. Was that the first time you met Will Farrell on Elf, or did you know him before? That's the first time. Yeah. And uh, when I came out to confront him, once he re- reached maturity, mm-hmm. I don't think he'll ever reach maturity, but <laughs> that's you know just for the sake of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I was um, appalled at how tough it would be to act with him. Because I would have to put on my best performance just to stay in step with him. Mm -hmm. So when you say like that, uh, so would he go off script? Would he just kind of riff on on things? What what do you mean by that? Well, what do you mean by that? Would he just like riff and and go off script and say funny things? Uh, what do you mean by that? No, what no, no, no. So just the way he did his lines, he 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 made it a great challenge for me to be as equally funny as he I was. See. I see. I see. I see. another classic, you know, um, TV comedian or co- comedic actor, Bob Newhart's also was also an elf. And, okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, did you uh, have? Did you know Bob very well? We were fairly close. We lived fairly close to each other when we were raising our families. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy, and he comes out of Chicago, mm-hmm. and Chicago is a, is the spawning place for great talent. Yeah, because that's where I came out of. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, trying to keep up with Will Ferrell and uh, Mary Tyler Moore show had such a great ensemble cast. She didn't come out of Chicago, but boy, she was good. Yes. So did you uh, when you're doing a show like Mary Tyler Moore with so many great uh, actors on there, do you ever fight to get like camera time, even if you're all trying to work to make a good show? Do I ever what? Did you ever have to uh, did? When you have such an ensemble cast like Mary Tyler Moore, does anyone try to compete for camera time since you're all very uh, talented? That normally happens, I realize. But um, naturally, um, Ted was the great threat um, for uh, for uh, uh, camera time. 
Mm-hmm. But um, he was generous, and he taught me to be generous. Yeah, I read that he originally tried out for your part for Lou Grant. No, no, Murray did. Gavin. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, and he oh. himself mm-hmm. thought he was better suited to play Murray. Mm-hmm. What was it like to to get the role? Did you have to? Uh, did you right away? Did they think you were right for it? Hell, I don't know. All <laughs> I know is they cast me. Now you know. Up until that point, we've stayed away from comedy because we thought that the best way to um, become immortalized was through drama. Mm-hmm. And um, and comedy is a lot harder. Mm-hmm. But um, when I I was suggested for the role, Grant Tinker uh, somehow had connection at Fox at the time and said they ought to check me out, uh, the two producers, that is. Mm-hmm. And the two producers then um, asked Ethel Wynand, who was vice president in charge of talent, mm-hmm. um, what um, could I, uh, could Ed Asner do comedy? And she, without any real knowledge about me, said, Ed Asner can do anything. And uh, I went on and I did anything. Yeah. Uh, you yourself going into a, uh, into a comedy, did you... Uh... Were you comfortable right away doing it? No, but uh, I decided to dedicate myself to doing it honestly, and that was a great way to work. Mm-hmm. Um, Did- I didn't show panic. I showed uh, a calm head, mm-hmm. and um, I was in the hands of two producers and fellow writers who knew what they wanted, and uh, a director who knew how to direct comedy, Jay Sandridge. And uh, we never had any problems. Did you feel you and Mary Tyler Moore had, like, uh, instant chemistry? Well, sure. Uh, I wanted her, naturally. Uh-huh. And um, I think under the, uh, under the cuff, she probably enjoyed me. Mm-hmm. So, you know... I'm not do... made in heaven, pal. I agree 100%. I agree 100%. Uh, I suppose. <laughs> so, when, when you, speaking along those lines, you, uh, in the last season, you guys have a date. Uh, next to last season. Next to last season. Year. Right. So, um, did was there ever talks of doing that earlier in the series? And do you think it would have been a mistake to have uh, your two characters get together on the show? No, I never thought that'd be a mistake. I kept waiting for the moment. <laughs> it took us six years to get to that moment. Uh huh. Well, did was there ever talks to have you guys actually have a good date and then become a couple on the show? Mm, I never heard anybody express that. Yeah, I, I read was, that it was funnier yeah. to keep it that way. Yeah, I think so. That they always ah. say that's some that uh, you know on shows when they do put the two characters together, uh, it loses something with the audience because the audience wants that. But then once it happens, there's nothing left. Yeah, for them to want. I'd end up like uh, Fred and uh, Lucy and Desi. Right. <laughs> so, uh, what was Betty White like? She's a gas. Hmm. Wonderful lady. Uh, when I mentioned you're on the show, a lot of people asked if you had any Betty White stories. Did I have any Betty White? Yeah, do you have any uh, stories involving Betty White? Hi, I'm Sam Medina. You can catch me on Mile 22, Venom, Alita Battle Angel, and you are listening to Inside Your Head with Nasty Neil. Thank you very much. Yeah. Hello. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. I think I lost you. You know, we know you lost me. Was it your fault? <laughs> it, it, it might. It, well, not. It, I didn't do it on purpose, but. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. I wonder if you didn't. <laughs> but, uh, I have some remnants of uh, of the storm here where I am. The weather's not perfect. Remnants of what? Of the storm of uh, the hurricane. I didn't get hit by the hurricane, but we got a lot of uh, a lot of wind and rain from the from the hurricane. So well, I don't we know got a lot of wind here. It's called the Savannas. <laughs> so uh, well, I was but that doesn't if... make me hang up on my <laughs> interviewee. I know, so I, I apologize that that, that happened. Uh, well, it ain't enough, pal. <laughs> You'll have to send money. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll do the money part uh, after the interview. Why after? Yeah. Why not? Why not now? Uh, well, uh, it, it would uh, complicate the the interview and get in the way. I think it's best that they handle it after. You better get that check in the mail, Buster. <laughs> no, you know. You know, you you often oh, play. You, uh, uh, you do know where I live down. Yeah, Cape. So you often play a curmudgeon. Do you? Uh, is that anything like your real personality? No, of course not. Are you nuts? <laughs> well, why do you think you get cast so often as a curmudgeon? Well, I'm portly, and uh, people tend to think of portly as irascible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have fun with it, though, I assume. I do, I do. Yeah. I could so, tell uh, you to shut up. <laughs> right, you could tell me to shut up, and then I think, oh, it's just, you know, Ed Astor's character, so I don't get mad about yeah, it. Yeah, right. So you to go away. <laughs> I have to remember I that. Send money, send money, send money. Yeah. <laughs> so I did ask you about Betty White uh, stories, if you had a Betty Very White Very charming story. to women, though. Oh, I, I can see that. I definitely can see Ever that. Ever since the Me Too movement, it's hands off and eyes up. <laughs> uh-huh. but, but, you know, now that you're, uh, did you ever, how, how has that changed uh, acting for you or, or in general on sets and stuff, the Me Too movement? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, goodbye. Uh, I'm, uh, I've always been a flirt mm-hmm. and I, um, um, I get a little, uh, over passionate in dealing with women. So, uh, I've had a couple of bad incidents and, uh, I now have to be sure I keep my hands to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, there is a di- big difference though between you know being fr- friendly and flirtatious, you know, and being like an actual creep. Well, I, I yeah, it's, it's but nowadays it's you have to be you have to be careful. Yeah, and um, um, I watch myself every minute. <laughs> Very so, cool. I mean, one of the the great uh, well, one of the tragedies of. The Me Too movement was Al Franken being drummed out of the Senate mm-hmm. I agree. by his fellow Democrat, Christine Gilliland. Mm-hmm. And it was innocuous kind of uh, crime that he made, that he did. Mm-hmm. And he was a good representative, a good senator. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that, to me, it's obvious from the picture, it's a it was meant to be a joke. There's not actual like groping. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Agreed with you. Stupid. Yeah. So, I I I did I did an interview while I was uh, being converted into uh, a um, good soul, let's say. Mm-hmm. And. I gave an interview, and uh, it was uh, we were out of town. I think it was on NBC, and um, word came back they weren't even going to show the interview. Wow! And I have the foggiest idea what the hell they were talking about. <laughs> so it never been ever aired. Never aired. How long ago was this? Was this recent? About a year ago, I guess. Oh, okay. Huh. You, you've never heard anything since then? 
No, I don't want to hear. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I always think uh, Ted Knight's one of the, the was one of the funniest people like ever. Uh, what was he like? Oh, yeah. for, if it was prepared me for uh, Will Ferrell. <laughs> so very similar uh, personality. So uh, was he was he the same way Offset? Was he a very funny guy when he's not, you know, in character? He's always funny. Yeah. He, uh, a typical case is one day Gavin and I were walking by while Ted was in a scene. Mm-hmm. And he came over to us after the scene broke. And he said, listen, I want you to look at this next run through. I'm going to do it a different way. Tell me which one you like. So we watched. He did it a different way. It was just as funny, but different. And, you know, we shook our head in wonderment. And then he said, all right, now, next one, I'm going to do it a different way. A third way. Tell me which one you like. And you know, all I want to do is curse him. Because <laughs> here, Gavin and I, we're, we're just barely getting it the first time and keeping it uh, when it worked. Mm-hmm. And here's Ted offering us three different versions, all funny. Uh-huh. So I hated his guts. <laughs> <laughs> would, would you ever break a character with anybody on set? Like, would they actually genuinely make you laugh and, and you couldn't help yourself? No. No, it mm-hmm. didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, and I tend to resent it mm. when I see other performers doing it because I think it's a shtick that they do. Mm-hmm. How how did the show change when uh, Valerie, Har- Valerie Harper left to do uh, her spinoff? I thought it was wonderful because it had more airtime for us three guys. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, when did you realize that Mary Tyler Moore show was like, uh, this is a hit, this is something special? Was it right away? Well, let's see. Um, we would go to lunch together, the three guys. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, this is in Studio City. Mm-hmm. And that first year, while well, I was still introducing itself to the public, we'd... Um, but Ted would, Ted would always be looking for the recognition. Mm-hmm. And when they'd recognize him on the streets from the show, <laughs> he was more than delighted. Uh-huh. But by the, uh, the time we got in the second year, mm-hmm. it was impossible to go anywhere without being recognized by any of us. Mm-hmm. So, Is it? Huh? I was just say, is that hard to deal with uh, when you, uh, you know, obviously it's great to be recognized, but is it hard to deal with then when you can't go anywhere without, you know, people uh, wanting to talk to you? Yeah. Uh, in the main, I, I'm, I'm able to handle it okay. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for it. Mm-hmm. Of course. To be, to be recognized and treated with respect is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Obviously, the the I hate spunk line is just uh, iconic and has been hate quoted so many times. I hate <laughs> I that gonna... goddamn line. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you were sick of hearing it. Yes, I'm. I'm sick of it. I don't. I don't agree with it either. <laughs> You're not a man who hates spunk. I love it. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Uh, Give me so <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of silly to hate spunk. You would be a real curmudgeon then. Ah. So you would be a real curmudgeon if you actually hated spunk. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Do, do you, it's crap. Uh, like, if you... if you, um, I was asking if you have a favorite episode, but do you see the episodes as, like, the episodes themselves, or do you kind of more remember uh, the experience of making them? I think I remember the experience of making them and the joy I had doing it. Mm-hmm. I don't see the show now. Sure. So I have to be reminded of what happened, where and when. Yeah. But uh, Would you say that the ones that you did have a good time with, that those ones happen to be like the favorite episodes of fans? 
Or do they not have anything to do with each other? I really can't say. I can't say. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wish was, I, I Yeah, I, I, I just wondering, you know, because I think, uh, you know, maybe the, if you're having fun on it, it probably comes through uh, the show for people watching it. Yeah. Uh, can you say anything about the Chuckles the Clown episode? What, what that was like to film? Probably, I think it was written by David Lloyd, and of course, he's a master. Um, scripter. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all loved it. And I got tired of people agreeing with me and talking about that episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I began to look for other episodes to talk about. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Like the time I slept with Phyllis. Uh-huh. Not Phyllis. Uh, Sue Ann. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good episode. Yeah, or the you know, or when Sherry North came on the show, mm-hmm. and uh, I decided to break up with her, and um, my talking to my little secretary Mary, she said uh, it got to the point where she said, "Well, I felt being a band singer, she probably played around too much." Mm-hmm. And so Mary asked me, what is too much? And I said, six. <laughs> and Mary took it and left the office. Mm-hmm. And uh, three seconds later, she flings open the door and says, six! <laughs> How did I come to such a ridiculous figure? <laughs> right. <laughs> so what do you think it is about Mary Tyler Moore that uh you know stands the test of time where uh people always discover it, you know, new generations of fans? Because there's been a lot of shows it's throughout not, the years, and some it's of them are not a dated show. It's it's a show where a girl was trying out her wings for the first time mm-hmm. and succeeding. And finally they built a statue to her and her wings. In Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Timeless. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it like to play Lou Grant then in a dramatic, in a dramatic way? Cause I don't think that's been done before where it's like a spinoff of a comedy show. And then the spinoff is, is a drama. Well, um, I had the same two producers. I figured they could do no wrong. Mm-hmm. They and their fellow writers had never been regulars on an hour show. It was a it was a real voyage of discovery to move from a half hour three camera show with an audience mm-hmm. to a single camera hour show without an audience. And there were a lot of mistakes made and a lot of things learned in the meantime. When you do that, do you play Lou Grant any differently? Or is it just you play him the same, he just happens to be? I I had to because of the scripts being written. Yeah. At first, I relied on my comedic Lou Grant, which um, was primarily based on uh, my two brothers. Hmm. And as we went on, I realized I couldn't use that basis anymore. So I began to be, I became an introvert and looked into myself and hauled out the dramatic character mm-hmm. that you then saw. So, yeah, it's interesting that at first, you know, you did people didn't know if you could do a uh, comedy and then yeah. afterwards you end up like, it's a harder time than to go back to, to drama in a way. Yeah. Was was that an enjoyable experience for you to do Lou Grant uh, on the Lou Grant show? Yeah, because we were dealing dealing with very. Um, it showed the press mm-hmm. in its struggle to reach people. It showed the problems confronting the press, and it was not easy, but it was important. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many guys I run into and girls mm-hmm. 
who saw that show and decided to go into journalism. Mm. That's to make you proud. Yeah, except yeah. it's it's a low paid profession. Mm-hmm. The even though obviously Lou Grant's a I character. Was I, I was a high school editor, uh-huh. and my um, my beloved professor came up to me one day. He says, "Are you thinking of journalism as a career?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "I wouldn't." And I my face fell to the floor. I said, "Why not?" You can't make a living. So I went on to become an overnight sensation as an actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. So, uh, what, what interests you about in, in acting? Escape. Mm-hmm. It was therapy. I could believe the souls I portrayed. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you a fan of movies or any TV shows or, or plays or anything before you got into acting? Oh, yeah, everything. Uh huh. Everything that was good, I wanted. Yeah. So what was your introduction at acting? Well, I had done radio drama in high school. We put on our own 15-minute show once a week. I didn't think of it as a career. Then I went to college, did a radio thing in college out of the dormitory system. Still didn't think of acting as a career. I decided to go to summer school, and my little roommate, who was involved in the theater group, came bustling home one day, and he said, they're going to do Murder in the Cathedral as the summer show. Get the book, read it, try out for it. You can do any role in there. Mm -hmm. I ended up doing the lead. Wow. Is it something you felt... um... That you were good at right away? Yeah. I um, I had a very large ego. Uh-huh. Do you think you have and to when have I spoke, it? I felt if, yeah, you would have to believe that I was the character. Mm-hmm. Do, do you believe you have to have a certain amount of ego to be successful in acting? You have to have a certain amount of ego in anything you do. You're right. I hate to look at yours. <laughs> Uh, well, what are the, some of the differences? Because it seems like a, uh, throughout your career, you've done um, voice acting on the radio and then movies later on. But uh, what are the differences, besides up being seen, I guess, in, in between uh, voice acting and acting in a, in a movie or TV show? I don't see any differences. Okay. Uh, I uh, My mind works the same in doing a voiceover. Mm-hmm. As it was in with up, mm-hmm. taking whatever direction the producers give me and applying it, I, I can take direction. Believe mm-hmm. it or not. <laughs> so, uh, did you know what Carl looked like uh, for up uh, when you're doing the voices? Or not in the beginning. Uh huh. But the second or third taping, I. I saw the picture, and uh, it struck me that he looked just like, um, what the hell was his name? Senator from, oh, Paul Douglas, Senator from Illinois. All right. So when you you see him then, does that change how you play him at all? Or do... No. Uh Uh-huh. I, I, um, I'm not breaking the sound barrier when I'm doing a character. Sure. Um, but, um, my voice was fitting into that creation. Yeah. Do you think they did a good job? Uh, is it kind of how you envisioned the character? What, what he looked like? What? Uh, do you, did you envision the character looking like he did? Or no, in your head, but, did you have a different way? But I was able to adapt to that character very easily. And, um. You know, you've seen one grumpy old man, you've seen them all. <laughs> right, right. But you definitely stick out. You're, you, the ah. grumpy old men you put, you definitely stand out amongst the, the sea of grumpy yeah. old men. Yeah, <laughs> So it's a uh, very emotional uh, a movie. Uh, uh, um, wh- wh- what did you think of it once you, you know, once you saw it? I loved it. I loved it while I was doing it. 
Mm-hmm. When I finally saw it, my love for it was confirmed. Yeah. And this, uh, you know, is up for, for awards, won awards. And uh, what do you think about that? Do you think uh, animated movies should be up for, for best picture? Well, of course. Artistry goes into it, be it in the voice, be it in the delineation of the characters. Mm-hmm. Or the original writer, doesn't matter. Yeah. The art is all part of the prospect. Mm-hmm. Well, what what do you get recognized uh, for the most nowadays? What? Uh, if, if someone recognizes you, what do you get recognized the most for? Because you have several, you know, uh, characters that are very well known. Uh, most mostly, well, I guess it's Elf. Mm-hmm. Then Mary Tyler Moore, and then Up. Yeah. H- had you ever? <laughs> Have you ever played Santa Claus before Elf? About what? Had you ever played Santa Claus before uh, you did Elf? I've done it all over the place. <laughs> I probably established a record for the number of Santa Clauses I've done. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you uh, people consider you like a curmudgeon for other roles, but then they also you're also considered you know play Santa Claus is a very jovial character. Well, but yeah, Jovio, except don't cross him, because then he gets stuff. <laughs> exactly. Uh, how about filming the movie The Wrestler? I'm a, I'm a longtime wrestling fan. Uh, did I, you know anything about professional wrestling when you did the movie? No, I, my dad used to take me to the wrestling matches in Kansas City, and I, um, I found them to be tremendous uh, showboats. Mm-hmm. And, uh, enjoyable, mm-hmm. and I liked them all too. Yeah, for good guys. Mm-hmm. The um, I read that uh, that part of the reason they cast Elaine uh, Giftos in the part was that they thought she resembled Mary Tyler Moore, and that it would give some fans of Mary Tyler Moore the opportunity to see you guys together. Uh, have you ever heard anything about that? No, no. I can see why they thought there was a resemblance, but that's that's all I know. Yeah, Elaine did a nice job. Yeah, it's a good movie. Now, another recent uh, thing, uh, Cobra Kai. Was, oh yeah, uh, was uh, is really popular. And uh, how did you get involved in it? I don't know. They just they just call you up. Oh yeah, they just called and wanted me. <laughs> yeah. Well, what are your thoughts on because? It's on, you know, it's the first show on RedTube, like part of YouTube. And uh, what are your thoughts on that? Like shows now are on YouTube, shows are on Hulu, Amazon, streaming sites. Uh, How does that change the world of acting? Made it cheaper. Cheaper as you get paid less? Yeah. Not as important. Get paid less. Mm -hmm. I, um, I came to California in 61. Mm-hmm. And the studios and the networks really controlled the business at that time. Mm-hmm. And the union was, you know, fairly pronounced. Mm-hmm. So th- there was order in the world. Mm-hmm. And slowly over the years, with greater and greater dissemination, into who was a producer, mm-hmm. uh, that order seemed to become relaxed and uh, um, mayhem ensued. Mm-hmm. So I miss the, the days of regulation. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that regulation? Well, people had a ballpark idea of what you'd make on a show. Uh-huh. What you could expect on a show, mm-hmm. what contracts were legit, and what were outrageous. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the the uh, ownership is so widespread and and disparate. Uh, it's really hard to nail down. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I got a lot of questions here from uh, from people when I announced you're going to come on the show. Um, Time to stop uh, bothering me. <laughs> J- Jason Davis wants to know. Uh, uh, he wants to know about uh, doing an X Files episode. Yeah, what about it? Uh, I guess you just to know what the experience like was doing the X Files. Tremendously enjoyable and um, uh, really was wonderful. Mm-hmm. We worked well together, and um, I enjoyed the uh, the weirdness of it all. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, is that a type of show that you would watch? What what kind of stuff does Ed Asner like to watch? I watched uh, the uh, Law and Order a lot, uh-huh. and uh, CSI. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I watch any comedies. Okay. I should, though. Yeah. You know, it used to be sitcoms were like a staple of television, and they're definitely not. There's a couple that are still popular, but it's definitely not like it was you know, for years. Why do you think that is, that the sitcom has kind of uh, gone away? Hello? Hello, there you are. Well, yeah, I've never been treated so rudely in all my life. (laughs) I apologize, I apologize. Ah, sure. (laughs) So, I was just asking about the sitcom was always a big part of television, and uh, with a few, uh, there's still a couple around, but it's not as popular as it used to be, like the sitcom. Why do you think that is? Well, I don't know. I don't watch the comedy, so... So you don't know. <laughs> well, that's uh, probably good. That's a good... Yeah, you don't watch it, so no one else is watching it. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that they deserve to be watched, at least to be judged. Sure, sure. There have been a lot of TV shows that have come back, uh, like... Uh, over. You know, they've been off TV for years, and all of a sudden they come back. It's kind of a new thing. Uh, would you ever play Lou Grant again if someone came up with with an idea? You bet your ass. Mm-hmm. Has that ever has that ever been think, about? Not because I had such fun playing him, but because I think the ideas and the subjects covered were important. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important that Lou Grant exists just for that purpose. Yeah. Where would you see Lou Grant today? Where would where I what? Where would you see Lou Grant today? Where would where would he be? What would he be doing? Well, I should be the head of CBS. Uh-huh. I see, yeah. But I'll take a lower position if necessary. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, Etan Mursky wants to know, uh, uh, what are your memories of Haunts of the Very Rich? I uh, I had a, a lot of enjoyment with that show, and uh, out of that, I discovered what a wonderful actor Robert Reed was. Mm. He did a couple of speeches in there that were just stunning, mm-hmm. and I realized how good he was. Mm. Question? Uh, Charlie Burkett wants to know, uh, do you remember... An interview with Greg Opie Hughes from uh, Opie and Anthony, and he says, "Big props to you for telling him to uh, f off." Oh, certainly. I thank you for that. Uh huh. <laughs> and I do remember doing the show. Yeah. Let's see here. Oh, by Holland McFallister is a actor friend of mine. He just wanted me to tell you, uh, you're a personal hero of his. And you fought the good fight to save Screen Actors Guild before it fell. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it kind of crumbled. And it, well, it'll rise again. Mm-hmm. Unions uh, are important. Mm-hmm. The Screen Actors Guild is important. It's got 160,000 members now. So it better, it better do right by them mm-hmm. or there will be a revolution. Uh, Steven wants to know uh, if you think the real Guy Bannister, the role you played in JFK, was involved in the cons- in the conspiracy to kill JFK. Well, we have been so shielded from the truth. I'm willing to believe anything, including that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a book out called uh, 
JFK and the Unspeakable. And I gather it's a well-researched book. But in it, there's a whole chapter in which the author says that the FBI, the Secret Service, and the CIA were all involved in the assassination. Mm-hmm. How did you get involved in the movie? Did, did they know that you were uh, interested in the subject? Oh, I... I'm a good liberal, but Oliver Stone uh, is a good liberal too, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he wanted me. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Rick wants to know what was it like playing Jab of the Hut in the Return of the Jedi radio play? Well, I thought I was magnificent. <laughs> Did you ever see it? I heard it. Yes, I actually played it uh, on the uh, a few years ago. I streamed it on online, but yeah, it was it was great. And uh, Jab of the Hut, very cool. I think, um, and especially when you see what I look like. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't yeah. resemble Jab of the Hut at all. It's a can't miss situation. <laughs> Uh, I just wants to know uh, what was it like doing Curb Your Enthusiasm and uh, are you friends with Larry David well I was and uh, I loved uh, doing that uh, doing that episode I think it's one of the best episodes mm-hmm. but then he really bugged the hell out of me because uh, it was also one of the more successful episodes Mm-hmm. Uh, because a couple of years went by and I never heard from him again. And uh, finally I confronted him one day when I ran into him and I said, why don't you have me back? Mm-hmm. And he went, you died. <laughs> and I thought, I guess he doesn't watch TV. Right. You come back, flashback, yeah. dreams. There's all kinds of things you could do. Sure, sure. A well, twin brother. Who the hell yeah. Right, right. What's the differences for uh, uh, doing a live performance as opposed to uh, acting in a movie or a television show? Well, you certainly you can't fall asleep. <laughs> right, right. So you certainly uh, have to uh, on your you toes. Can, right. Ah. Right. Did, do you ever have that problem? Do you ever fall asleep on set on a movie? Well, I did Three Penny Opera for three years in New York. Uh-huh. And um, I fell asleep in my dressing cubicle. <laughs> um one uh, uh, one Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. and uh, by the time they woke me up and I stumbled to the entrance, mm-hmm. um, the stage manager had already given the order to ring the curtain down, and um, there was no second act finale that day. Wow. So it was a terrible, terrible, embarrassing occurrence. Mm-hmm. And it woke everybody up. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, I don't think anybody ever fell asleep again. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, anyway, uh, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you. I'm uh, very appreciative that you came on the show. Well, I'm happy to be with you. Excellent. And uh, is there anything you would like to tell uh, fans out there who have been a longtime fan of Ed Asner? Send money. <laughs> Very good. They can send it to me. I'll make sure it's, uh, it gets. No, I don't want you to oh, get it. Oh, hands all over <laughs> my money. Are you crazy? <laughs> Just send the money directly to me. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. Thank you very much. I really appreciated this. My pleasure. Thank you. The 
can turn the world on with a smile Who can take a nothing take and suddenly make it all seem worthwhile Well it's you girl and you should know it With each glance and every little movement you show it Love is all around, no need to waste it You can have the time, why don't you take it you're gonna make it after all How will you make it on your own? This world is awfully big This time you're all alone But it's time you started living It's time you let someone else do some giving Love is all around, no need to waste it Time, why don't you take it? You're gonna make it after all. Love is all around, no need to waste it. You can have the town, why don't you take it? You're gonna make it after all. You're gonna make it after all. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Fine, you. I'm good, thank you. I'm good, thank you. Do you prefer Ed or Edward? Ed. All right. All right. Very good. All right. We'll start recording here. Um, <clears throat> if you get sick of me, you can hang up. That's my rule. I get what? If you get tired of me, you can just hang up. I'm tired of you now. <laughs> I don't blame you. So. <laughs> So here I am with Ed Asner, a real icon. In... Well, I don't know. <laughs> I liked it. Okay. Well, yeah. Have a have a good day. Really, it was a it was a pleasure talking to you. All right, Ed. <laughs> My name's Neil, by the way. I don't think I ever introduced myself. Neil. <laughs> Neil. Yeah. Neil. N e a l. N e a l. Mm. Neil. Neil, yes. Yeah. Get out on your knees. <laughs> There's no silent K in the in the other. Right? Uh... <laughs> right. Thank you. Have a good day, man. Thank you, buddy. Hey, bye. Bye bye.